and welcome to this episode of the Covenant Eyes Podcast. I am Karen Potter, and I am your host of today's podcast, along with my partner in crime, Brandon Clark. We are so glad to have you joining us for this conversation today. Hey, Brandon. Yeah. Hey, Karen. How are you today? Great. Good, good. Hey, for our listeners, if you're just stumbling upon this podcast, maybe you haven't listened to any episodes before, I just want to tell you a little bit about it. We talk about some tough topics here like pornography, but it goes beyond that. We provide the experts and the professionals each week to share must-have resources and tools that we need to battle against this. So this is a very useful podcast as far as providing practical ideas and information for winning the battle against pornography, Karen. Absolutely. And before I introduce today's amazing guest, I do want to just let you know that all of our listeners out there, we love to hear from you. So please send us an email at podcast at covenanteyes.com. Give us feedback. Let us know how things are going. Even just a shout out and let us know how we can better serve you in the future. We just love hearing from our audience. So make sure you like us and subscribe as well. And Brandon, I'm going to kick it back over to you to kind of walk us through some of our special offers for today as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we are in the business of accountability, you know, and biblical accountability at that. It's so important. So what we want to do today is offer our listeners a free 30-day trial of Covenant Eyes software that's just for them to give it a try. You know, we talk about accountability and how we just, we need that, you know, iron sharpens iron, brother sharpens brother mentality, you know, from Proverbs 27. And so this is an opportunity to try it free for 30 days, no questions asked. All our listeners have to do is visit our website, covenanteyes.com, enter promo code FREEPODCAST at checkout. That's covenanteyes.com, and then at checkout, just enter the promo code FREEPODCAST. Well, thanks, Brandon. But now for today's amazing episode, we're going to jump right in. We've got a really great topic lined up for today. We are going to be talking about the deeper heart issues keeping you from sexual wholeness. I am so excited about this conversation going to be powerful and we have an amazing guest with us. Dr. Carol Peters Tanksley is with us and she is an expert on the integration of wholeness for the body, mind, and the soul. She is a speaker. She's an author. She's an OBGYN physician and an ordained doctor of ministry. So we are just honored to have you. Thank you, Dr. Carol. Well, Karen, Brandon, I am so thrilled to be with you here today. I love what Covenant Eyes is doing. The place where you are touching people is so important. I have been telling people about Covenant Eyes and just am so thrilled at the uh, freedom you help people experience. We're so glad to have you on the podcast today. You, you yourself have a podcast called Relationship Prescriptions, so you're not uh, podcasts are not foreign to you. Uh, so we're excited to have you. Uh, I do want to point out uh, that you make your home near Austin, Texas, where you enjoy being Grandma Carol to four wonderful grandchildren. How amazing is that, Dr. Carol? Well, I was very blessed. My husband uh, had two boys. They had families. They've made me Grandma Carol in the family, and there's, there's nothing greater. Well, Dr. Carol, we are just so grateful that you joined us, and let's go ahead and begin with today's conversation, um, and let's start with why is sex and sexuality about more than behavior, and why do we need to address matters of the heart? Would you mind opening us up on that topic? Yeah. I think many people, if you pause for a moment, will understand that sex is about sex. 
here's one of the things I've observed often in culture, uh, the common message is, well, anything goes, do whatever feels good, whether that's porn or hookups or serial affairs or, or whatever it is. In the Christian church, often the biggest difference is just what behaviors are okay, but it's still focused externally. It's still focused on the external, what's right or not, what sin or not sin. And I absolutely believe God has a lot to say and that there is a sin factor here. But when we only focus on external behaviors, it turns into something where you're just white knuckling it. You're, you're, you're gritting your teeth and clenching your fist, trying usually not to do something. And for the vast majority of people, that doesn't work long term. When God created us, he created our sexual nature as very close to the core of who we are. You are much more than your sexuality. However, our sexuality is meant to say something about who God is as a relational being and the way he created us as relational beings. He created us with the need, desire, and capacity for intimacy. Sex and intimacy are close. They're not the same. We can talk a bit uh, about that more if needed. But when we only talk about behaviors and sometimes fight about what is on the sin list or not on the sin list, we're not dealing with the matters of the heart. And, and Jesus came to change us from the inside out. So if we really want to address the matter of sexuality in God's way, we've got to get to those matters of the heart. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a program called Strive for Men uh, with Matt Frad. And in one of the days he talks about he starts the video with, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to not think about a, per, per, uh, a purple elephant. Just don't think about it. Don't, right? So it's it's this idea of, you know, not being able to, uh, you know, just refrain from sexual, bad sexual behavior, but but really go towards that sexual wholeness, I think is what you're getting at. Can you Can you speak to that a little bit? Sexual wholeness is an idea I don't think we talk about often enough. Um, God does not only want you not to watch porn or do other bad sexual stuff. He wants you to experience the wholeness of what he designed you to have as a sexual person, whether you're married or not married, whether you're young or old. And uh, the, the behavior just doesn't, uh, focusing on the behavior doesn't get to that. I think anyone who has struggled with porn understands that there are drives deep inside that if you only try and cover that up without dealing with the thirst that you have in, in healthy ways, it's just not going to get very far. Uh, the drives that we have, God put there for a reason. And it's not that you're supposed to turn off your sexuality until you say, I do on your wedding night, and then you turn it on. I have seen and heard from too many people where that ends up actually creating a problem. They may white knuckle it and turn off porn and try not to be sexual until they get married, but the distorted ideas about sex and relationships and intimacy really mess up their, their life afterwards. So we've got to get beyond the behavior. You cannot experience intimacy by just taking the clothes off your body. And I know you at Covenant Eyes talk a lot about, um, you know, porn being a distortion of what God designed sexuality to be. It distorts our a person's ability to relate to another human being heart to heart. 
and God designed sexuality to be this connection of uh, body, soul, and spirit, not just taking the clothes off your body for a solo experience. He designed it to be a authentic connection between others. And I think the Christian church by and large has not done an adequate job of addressing that, especially for unmarried people. Um, but, but the sexual wholeness is the ability to experience that kind of intimacy with all aspects of our being. And just focusing on behavior, we don't heal the wounds that keep us from experiencing that. I, I might just share a little uh, brief personal story. Years before I was married, I found myself alone in a hotel room with a married man. Uh, I had determined I would never do that. And it, that moment kind of rocked my world. How could I have ended up in a place that I had said I would never be? I had to, after that experience, get under the surface of my own heart. Thankfully, I heard words come out of my mouth. I can't do this. My clothes did not come off. He left. But I had to deal with the stuff in my heart. I had to get under the surface, get beyond the behavior questions and deal with the matters in my heart, the wounds I had accumulated, the distorted beliefs I had come to think about sex and intimacy and relationships and the empty places I still had in my soul. I had to deal with those things if I was going to become a sexually whole person. Wow, that's a really great segue into the question I wanted to ask you, which is really what difference does it, you know, does it make to someone having them address their sexual story, um, you know, and to make that journey about that sexual wholeness? Yeah, um, it makes, I believe, a world of difference. And I think this is what Jesus was doing regularly when he dealt with people. I think of Jesus coming to the woman at the well in John 4, the woman of Samaria. And we know the story. Um, he offers her living water and she says, I want some, give me this living water. Jesus said to her, go call your husband. And the woman says, I don't have a husband. Jesus says, you're right, you've had five and the person you're now with is not your husband. Often that has been interpreted as a, a kind of you know condemnation. Jesus wasn't pointing out sin. He was saying, I see you, I see your story. Let's deal with your story. Let's deal with what brought you here. There is, I don't believe a human being listening or watching to us right now, who you woke up one day and said, I think today I'll get hooked on porn. I'll mess up my heart, my body, my mind, my future marriage, my relationship with God. Yep. That's what I'm going to do today. No, you came to where you are from somewhere. What did you come to believe about sexuality and intimacy and maleness, femaleness, relationships, all of this? It, you learned those things before you knew you were learning about them. And then, of course, as you got a little older, you made choices sometimes that were harmful, sometimes that may be less so. You were harmed by other people you may have ended up harming other people yourself. All that goes into who you became and who you are now. Without dealing with those aspects of your sexual story, it can't get to the matters of the heart. For people who are unmarried, when I first took a, a group of people through some of our material and we were addressing sexual story and how you came to be where you are, I remember um, one young man who just was broken down because of the uh, 
betrayal and harm and abuse he'd had from his father. And that had just morphed into so much destructiveness for him. Um, I remember uh, a young lady who had never had sex, but who uh, in, in her mind, she was just uh, repulsed by so many things from men and the idea of marriage and, and, and whatever. And it's getting to those under the surface aspects of a person's sexual story that gives God access so that we can walk toward sexual wholeness. I just wanted to build off that idea of intimacy. So when I was going through pre-marriage with my wife, we were um, we were going through and working through intimacy specifically. And the definition that was used just really struck me and is still profound to me today. It was intimacy isn't so much sexual intimacy, right? That's a part of it, the physical intimacy. But it's more a longing to be known and to be loved. And so the definition was actually breaking it down into intimacy being into me see. And I wonder if this just speaks to that that longing that we have in our hearts to be known, to be loved, obviously by people around us, but ultimately God, Dr. Carroll. Amen, brother. Absolutely. And I love that into me see that, that I think that's a great way of, of, of doing it. And it reminds me again that you can't experience intimacy by taking the clothes off your body. Your clothes have to come off your mind, your heart, your soul as well. If you are really going to experience what you are desiring to experience, God created us with that need, desire, and capacity for intimacy as part of the way we are created in his image. He is relational within himself. God himself is experiencing intimacy, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, uh, three persons that we speak of as, as the Godhead, but we are also told to think of them as one God. And he is so intimate that the three of them are one. Our desire to be intimate, our capacity for intimacy is part of how we are made in the image of God. He is relational, he is experiencing intimacy, so he created us with that need and capacity ourselves. And so there is no place the enemy likes greater to mess up than in that part of our being and experience that is so close to who God is himself. And so when we get past the behavior, deal with these matters of the heart, find healing from the wounds, bring these parts of ourselves to God for wholeness, then we become capable of experiencing intimacy with another human being. If that's in marriage, that includes sex with your spouse. If you're not married, I believe single people need intimacy just as much as married people. Jesus, a fully alive human male, be a full human being, and I believe his, he is an example just as much for me as a woman as, as, as for a man. He was here on earth with all the hormones and sex drive and uh, experiences that, that we all experience. Scripture tells us that, but he never had sex. He never was married. Do any of us want to say that Jesus would have been more fully alive if he had had sex or was married? I certainly don't. I don't believe any uh, you know, uh, Christian would, would want to say that. So what does that say about the distortions that we have come to believe about the role of sex in our human experience? Um, one of the big, uh, I believe, lies in our culture, uh, contemporary world, is that you have to have a sexual 
sexually fulfilling life to be fully alive, that that has to include a happy sex life. Well, do we want to say that Jesus was less fully alive than we can be, than we desire to be? So it's not that it's unimportant. It is important. And I believe we need a fuller, I might say, more robust understanding of theology of who we are as humans and our need for intimacy that goes beyond the physical. That is so good. And I, you know, I just think about um, a lot of our younger couples come to the table with, you know, differing expectations and, you know, maybe different, different understanding of this, this wholeness, you know, I mean, some are, are just not as knowledgeable about that. How can pastors and leaders incorporate some of these ideas into their ministry? And I'm thinking specifically, I have two college age kids. And so, you know, I just know for them, like this is this is important stuff to talk about pre-marriage, yeah. early in marriage, you know, and then throughout the marriage, I think it continues. But how can uh, pastors and leaders really integrate this into some of their ministry work? Yeah, I think, first of all, talking about sexuality as a reflection of who God is and get away from only behaviors. Yes, behaviors have consequences. Watching porn has consequences for the person, if they get married, for their spouse. Yes, there are consequences, um, but it's much beyond that. And I think pastors and leaders, I know many of them are, are, are watching us right now. Um, first of all, wrestle with how did you as a leader learn about sexuality? And how are you reflecting God, who God is and his nature and how you live that out yourself? Uh, you know, some pastors and leaders, porn is a struggle for them, we know. And so be walking this journey yourself and address some of those matters of the heart. There is one aspect of looking for love in all the wrong places. Yes, that's certainly a part of it. It, it, it goes beyond that. So acknowledging that um, going to these distorted sexual acts, behaviors, is there for a reason. Uh, it's more than just deciding today I'm not going to watch porn anymore, as critically important as that is. It's about your sexual story, as, we, as, as we've alluded to. There's plenty of scriptures that are stories in, in the Bible. The Bible is, is very open about these things. We don't, we don't as Christians, need to, need to hold back. If, if God can talk about this in the Bible, we can talk about it. So that, that's, that's part of it. Um, and then help people understand the process that God is inviting us into in wholeness sexually and in all, the, the healing of wounds from the past, the finding healthy ways to fill up the empty places in your soul. That is an incredibly important spiritual principle, learning to feed ourselves. Our bodies need food every day. Our souls need food. And for significant numbers of people, it's not the only factor, but for a lot of them, porn is a way to try and fill that emptiness. How do you fill that emptiness up in good ways? talk about that. Um, talk about these matters of the heart. And then um, I would encourage leaders and pastors to uh, encourage people in the process. Um, I have here, I hear from so many people who are struggling with porn and, and related challenges who they white knuckle it for a while, they do okay for a few days, maybe a few weeks, 
could even be a few months, and then they fall apart. Their stress gets higher, or they're triggered in some way from something from the past, or there's an unusual temptation. Um, how do you deal with those? And what do you do with slips? If you do slip, what do you do about that? God has so much to say about those things. Talk about those things. Make church a place where these kinds of questions can be challenged. And um, perhaps my, my last point in, in, in this momentary rant, uh, be authentic. That doesn't mean you air your dirty laundry in a church service necessarily, but be real. Um, I, I hear from people who are so discouraged that they prayed for deliverance. They fasted and prayed to God would deliver them from porn and they're still struggling and they feel like God has left them. Be authentic about the process. It's not excusing bad behavior, um, but be real uh, and, and help people in those steps along the journey. Know that it, it, it's not over. And what do you do when you face one of those trip ups? Those are some great ideas, Dr. Carroll. So if, if people listening, you know, whether they're a pastor, whether they're a lay person, who, were, whatever state of life they're in currently, they want to learn more about this topic. They want to dive deeper into this. Where would you recommend they go? What resources would you recommend for them? Oh, thanks, Brandon. Uh, you can come to our website, first of all, drcarrollministries.com. We also have a 30-day email devotional series towards sexual wholeness. Uh, it, it's free, and I believe you are going to have the link in the, in the show notes to this podcast. That allows in your inbox every day for 30 days a brief scripture, commentary, and a prayer you can pray out loud that puts some of these ideas in very small bite-sized pieces that you can grow in your own journey of sexual wholeness. And then we have an online course to help people get deeper into their sexual story, to unpack what happened to them, where they are now, invite Jesus into their story, and then walk with him into writing a new chapter of their sexual story, growing into sexual wholeness. That's our Sexpectations course. The uh, website is yoursexpectations.com. And I just want to invite our Covenant Eyes podcast uh, people. We do have a coupon code. If when you go and get that course, you enter the code covenant, covenant eyes, but the word covenant in the promo code, you'll get 15% 15 off the, the cost of that course. And here's an offer that I would encourage if you are a pastor or a leader, maybe even just a small group leader, or you know other people around you are challenged with this. We do have some leader resources. If you are interested in taking a group of your people through this material, we have some special resources for leaders that can help you use this expectations course in, in a group setting. And I'd encourage you to, uh, when you go to yoursexpectations.com, at the very bottom is a link that will encourage you to reach out to us for some of those leader resources. And we would love to work with you in that way. Wow, thank you, Dr. Carol. I think you have given everyone listening a little bit of homework to get started on, whether you're a pastor, a leader, a churchgoer, or just somebody that happened to stumble on this, which wasn't by accident, by the <laughs> of course, the Holy Spirit drives us into things. Um, Let's, let's definitely check those resources out. I know personally, I get your daily emails and they are such a blessing each day to open and to read. And I would just encourage all of you to engage with the content there. It is amazing stuff. And Dr. Carol, it has just been so much fun learning with you. We'd love to have you back again. 
Um, and make sure everyone listening to this podcast, share it with your friends, check out the resources from Dr. Carol, and of course, send us your feedback at covenant eye, or I'm sorry, podcast at covenanteyes.com. We'd love to hear from you. It has been such a delight, Karen and Brandon. Thank you. And uh, God bless you all. God bless you as well. And a reminder too, for our listeners, if you haven't already yet, you get another opportunity here to take advantage of that free 30-day trial of Covenant Eyes software we're offering for you today. So please just visit our website, covenanteyes.com, enter promo code FREEPODCAST, all one word, no spaces at checkout. Thanks everyone again for joining us today for this wonderful conversation. And we'll see you again next time on the Covenant Eyes Church Podcast. Mm -hmm.